Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of Polar Opposites. I am your host That Boy Aqua joined by my co-host Nam's Compendium. Hello. And I'd like to apologize just off the bat here. It's been a little while since the last episode, and I'd like to take responsibility for that. I think that's mostly on me. I had my finals going on. I've also been having a couple of uh, personal issues. I've been I've been having trouble sleeping, and so I'm always kind of tired. And that, and just some days our schedules weren't lining up. It was it was really rough. But I think we should be able to get back on a more decent schedule now. I don't know. I don't think it would be exactly fair to label every single missed session as something with you because there was a point where once you became free i became busy yeah but it was it was both kind of like out of our control it wasn't uh out of laziness necessarily we wanted to record this we just didn't we just did not have the time but now we do so i want to start off this episode by saying nick how are you How's it feel to be back? Uh, feels really good to be back. I've actually been looking forward to this for a bit because it's a nice change of pace from what I usually do on my own channel. Yeah. And lately I've been kind of just like hardcore, just working, working, working on like a couple of different things. And it's very nice to finally have a little bit of breathing room. Just take time to myself. You know, just shoot the shit with my friends, play some games. It's very relaxing. I was actually talking to my parents about that last night because they were asking about you. They were like, yeah, you talked to Nick? I was like, yeah, you know, I still talk to him, just not as frequently. And they're like, why is that? I'm like, because he's just like kind of knuckling down and getting to work. And I was saying, you know, I'm proud, but also, damn. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, in our personal, in our goon server, our personal server, we haven't been in there for like a few days at this point. And I'm not like upset about that because it's for a really good reason. Like everyone's just kind of on the grind more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, I say more for you and the less for me because I have not been grinding as much as I should be. <laughs> you know, after finals, I was just like, I need uh, the last like week or two since I finished my finals. I've been sort of like half working. I got a question for the day. Uh, this goes out to all of the listeners and I'm going to propose it to you, Nick. Uh, the question for today is going to be unrelated to the topic, which is the MCU, because I think I always enjoy the more slice of life moments of a podcast. I, you know, of course I enjoy things like, yeah, this is, this is gaming or whatever. And I appreciate the gaming topics, but I also appreciate just the, the mundane, you know? So the question of the day today is going to be one that I've already proposed to you. Uh, and it is, what would you say is the most valuable life lesson that you learned from school? <laughs> oh, this one? Yeah. Okay, this is, I am dead serious when I say this. I have always believed this since I heard it. And it was one day, uh, at our school, we had a, uh, like a power tech shop, right? Like metalwork stuff, kind of. I don't want to say that explicitly, but like, you know, it was stuff with tools. And the teacher there once said, it doesn't matter if you're actually busy, as long as you look busy, nobody cares. And I think that has stuck with me for a while because he described it as, like, if you're walking around, like, not holding anything, people are going to assume you're slacking off. But if you're holding a clipboard, people are assuming you're doing something important right now. Yeah. And I think that's, <laughs> in a way, has enabled some of my poor work tendencies at my old job. Where it's just sort of like, when I worked at a 7-Eleven, I worked at, like, convenience stores and all that shit. It would be like, oh, as long as I look like I'm cleaning something, people will just leave me alone. And it worked. <laughs> I think the inverse of that is true for, for the jobs that we do now, because despite, mm -hmm. I know I just said I haven't been working the last few weeks, but even like at my height of getting shit done at the computer, I don't look busy. And so my parents just think I'm gaming. It's like, in reality, it's like I'm on a fucking 12 hour premiere bender or balls deep in a Google doc trying to write a script. So it's, it, it's quite funny. If you don't look busy, then yeah, you're not busy. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think the most valuable lesson I learned, and this is going to sound stupid, but I, I think it's becoming more and more uh, scarce, is learning to use Google. I had, a, I had a computers teacher, and I took his class, and it was like an intro to computers course. Um, so it, it touched on Premiere Pro, After Effects, Photoshop, and Blender. Those were like the major ones we went into. I think we did a little bit of Illustrator, that kind of stuff, but it, it introduced us to the Adobe Suite. And when we were trying to learn Blender, I was a Cinema 4D guy, and so I just had no idea how Blender worked. I remember I asked the teacher for help a few times. I was just like, I, I don't understand how to do this. I feel like I'm, I feel so stupid. I, I, I normally know how to do something like this. And for reference, it was especially uh, frustrating because when it came to computer uh, classes, I'd always excelled because I did it in my free time. When it came to Photoshop and Premiere and After Effects, I would just sort of breeze through the assignments because they'd be like, okay, guys, we're going to, here's how you turn down the opacity on an image and it's like uh, yeah okay I already know how to do that but when it came to Blender I was genuinely had no idea what I was doing and then my teacher started telling everyone he's like look if you don't know how to do something ask the person next to you if they don't know use Google and if you can't find something on Google come talk to me <laughs> and he 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 made it so clear he's like don't ask someone ask YouTube he said there are thousands of hours of tutorials for every little thing that you could think of in Blender, in Photoshop, in After Effects. So just look it up. And I notice this more and more with my um, with with the people that I interact with. Things like my sister will ask a question. She'll be like, oh, do you know how I can add a footnote in Google Docs? I'm like, yeah, just Google it. Like, you guys don't do that shit? And I wonder if it's because, um, and this is going to sound boomer of me, I grew up when Google was uh, becoming more prevalent. And so I had a period of time as a kid where I couldn't, you couldn't just Google something, you know what I mean? And to add on to the fact that I didn't have a computer growing up or a phone, really, when I did get a computer or a phone, I was so like the novelty of like, oh my God, there is this website where I can type in any question and it's going to have some kind of answer for me was mind blowing. But then there are some kids like my sister who is uh, uh, about four, four years younger than me. She grew up, she had a cell phone at like eight, you know what I mean? And there are kids now who are getting cell phones at like five. And so... The idea of being able to just Google anything is like, it's like there's so much information that it's almost overwhelming. I'm wondering if that's what it is, or maybe people are just lazy, or people don't know how to use Google. I was very lucky that when I grew up, I uh, part of a computers class I had when I was in like elementary school, like I think grade five, was here is how you search something on Google. Here's how you tailor a question. Do not type in, why do I have a rash on my arm? Search up arm rash causes and they taught you like how to use keywords and stuff like that and i think that's a very valuable skill that a lot of people don't have i don't think i was ever taught that <laughs> in uh, elementary school for the computer lab it was genius i'm so glad i was taught that yeah all we did in like the computer lab was use like word documents and i guess like fucking kid pics mm, i love kid pics but yeah so i think just um the, the skill of being able to figure something out on your own is very important. Very important. All right. So shall we move on to the topic of today's podcast? We are actually for once. Oh, no. So do we want to get to the topic or can I go on my tangent about Saints Row? <laughs> it seems like you really want to I do. go on the tangent. I really do. Yeah. It, it's not a Polar Opposites episode if we don't spend half an hour talking about not the topic of the episode. Saints Row came out. Uh, Saints Row, the 2022 reboot, came out a few days ago. I've been playing it since it came out. And my God, the reaction I've seen from people on Twitter has been deplorable. It's been really, really stupid, I think. And maybe this is, and you know, I, I think this is a hot take. 
I don't think the game's that bad. I think the gameplay is fine enough. I think the presentation is also fine enough. Like it's very just, yeah, it's all right. I think the voice acting is pretty okay um, for everyone except the main character. The main character has eight different voice actors. And while I think that's cool, I think that kind of stunts the game a little bit because I'm wondering, I guess maybe the budget was different for each voice actor, like, or it was uh, lower for each voice actor. So they couldn't get like some top dogs or something to do it. But overall, the the writing is not as bad as people say. There's a lot of clips on Twitter that are, you know, I've been playing the game for, I think I have close to like 20 hours in the game so far. And aside from the one clip at the beginning of the game that has been shared around, the one where the main character is just shouting curse words like they're like oh fuck shit fuck that ass fuck it like it's literally like that aside from that it has not gotten any worse like that they they really led with their worst foot <laughs> and <laughs> it's like everything after that has been fine and, and so i just the other thing that's really annoying me is that in a game like saints row where i've always felt that gameplay has trumped the story people i guess are moving in a direction where they care more about the narrative in the game than they do the gameplay, which bothers me a lot, because uh, I think especially when applied to a game like Saints Row, I and look, I'm not saying Saints Row is good gameplay. It's very outdated. It's very um, boring in a lot of ways, but it has it has some great moments, I think. But the the moment to moment gameplay is uh, that should be what's criticized the most because Saints Row is, has been fun for its gameplay and it's, uh, it's sort of it's over the top wild stuff that you can do, purple dildo included. And I don't know, I'm just seeing so many people online that are needlessly shitting on the game and i don't know why there's so many people online that thought the game was going to be saints row 2 they were like oh all they had to do was go back to saints row 2 dude saints row 2 nick you were telling me saints row 3 completely outsold saints row 2 yeah and saints row 3 was reviewed better than 2 and so was 4 4 was also reviewed better than 2 get out of hell i don't know i didn't look that one up i wouldn't be surprised if that one was low though because even i didn't like uh get out of hell that much i did platinum it though <laughs> so i must i must have <laughs> liked it a little bit but yeah yeah, it's like the, this weird idea that why the fuck would they go back to Saints Row 2 when Saints Row 3 and 4 sold better and reviewed better and were just generally more popular? I think we should clarify that we're not saying that these games are objectively better. No. But more so that we're posing this question because why because the developers themselves they have seen that critical and financial response to saints row three and four was generally better so in their perspective i can see why they would want to continue that obviously and when you have hundreds so, of thousands of people buying your game and telling you what's wrong or right about your game no offense it's really hard to listen to fans quote unquote because that's what people always say they're like why don't you listen to your to your hardcore fans and it's like they can't do you think the developers instead of making the next game are just like scrolling on twitter all day no like they just look at the numbers clearly if people are buying this and it, and if a lot of major outlets and fans like metacritic are saying this game is better why wouldn't they try to do something similar to that? And and I say that because this new Saints Row is very similar to Saints Row 3 in a lot of ways. And I don't think Saints Row 2 is a bad game. I do like Saints Row 3 and 4 more. Um, Well, maybe not 4. I, I, 4 I've actually grown not so fond of over the years, but definitely 3 I liked a lot. And so I just, I, I just don't understand where this expectation was. Because people are like, oh my god, this game's going to be shit. It's not going to be anything like Saints Row 2. And then the game comes out and it's exactly as they said. And then they're like, oh my god, no, they didn't save the game. It's like, what the fuck? I hate Twitter. 
Overall, mm-hmm. I just hate it. Anyways, I'm having fun with the game, but whenever I say that to somebody, uh, I went into a different YouTuber's Discord, and the first thing I saw was somebody saying, "Oh yeah, Saints Row is pretty good," and somebody was like, "No, the game's shit. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't nice. give it my money." And then somebody was like, "Have you played the game?" He's like, "No." <laughs> so that's the one that blows me away. Yeah, that's why I. Uh, game's trash why well my favorite youtuber said xyz and i know we're we're those youtubers that say xyz and then we probably have viewers that just post our fucking videos and say oh here's my opinion and i and i hate that so i do i do i always try to encourage people to play the games that i talk about or at least before (laughs) forming an opinion on the game because you can like look i'll link someone's video and say this video convinced me not to play a game like i'll say like oh i haven't played it i don't know i just it doesn't seem like my cup of tea because i watched reviews and didn't think i would like it and that's fine but you know actually i got a comment that really pissed me off the other day you want to know what it said what so i've seen a lot of uh youtubers going to different styles of content where they're doing like these highly edited let's plays and i was talking to some friends and i was like oh you know i should try doing that because then i can put out more videos and uh so i did a community post just saying like you know would you guys be interested in this and because if you're not, then I'll, I won't do it. And one of the comments was like, no, I just want you to I want you to keep doing what you're doing, which is shitting on games and having opinions that are different from everyone else. And I thought, you look at my videos and think I shit on games. Yeah, bro. The revolutionary opinion that Marvel's Spider-Man by Insomniac was good. You shit on that game a lot. I was just thinking like. What games have I like? I, I can think of one video where I like actually shit on a game, and that would be Arkham Origins Blackgate. Like that was a game where I genuinely said like I, I <laughs> like don't fucking play it. <laughs> in fact, I think I said it in the video. I was like, like just save your fucking time. But that blows my mind that people will watch my videos. Like my Dishonored video, my most recent one, it was basically a fucking circle jerk for an hour and ten minutes, and then there was like you know a minute or two of me being like, okay, but maybe I don't like this part, and it's just. I find that so strange. And and I really don't like this idea of and having opinions that are different from everyone else. It's like, I don't have that many hot takes. And the hot takes I do have are actually so tame compared to some other people I've talked to. There's a, a, a guy that I play games with who won't play GTA online because he because a new GTA isn't being made. And he's mad about that. <laughs> and I think like, dude, if you were a YouTuber, you get fucking torn apart. And yet I'm over here like, yeah, you know, I like Assassin's Creed Unity and people are like, sucking on a gun at the mere thought of someone enjoying odyssey it's like those aren't really hot takes the average gamer has a bunch of hot takes and then they have one like fucking insane take and anyways now we're like really straying off let's let's get back on do you you have anything to add to that nick before we go back on topic the idea of hot takes yeah and saints row because apparently enjoying a game that you paid money for uh, is is very much a bad thing right now with saints row it's a hot take with saints row not really but more so just the the idea behind people talking about things they've never experienced has always bothered me. Oh, yeah. And it seems like it's the most prevalent with, like, video games. Because you never hear someone say, like, this movie sucks. Did you see it? No. <laughs> yeah, I saw a clip of it online. Yeah, if it's like, if you're basing it off of something you haven't watched or haven't experienced, why should I take it as a credible opinion? Yeah, yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. You don't talk to someone about the quality of a novel without reading it. <laughs> but then you and I, if we if we throw out a take that somebody disagrees with, they'll be like, did you even play the game? Did you even play the game where you're showing all the footage of you playing said game? Yeah. 
Did you even play the game where you show yourself at max level and with 100% save file? Did you even play that? That's my favorite kind of comment. Anyways, before I get too bitter, um, let's talk about the MCU, something that everyone is bitter about lately, uh, especially within, everyone loves. Yeah, everyone loves the MCU, including me. <clears throat> Nick, what was your first introduction to the MCU? Well, since um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of realizing that I'm growing older each day, my first introduction to the MCU was the original Iron Man movie from 2007 or 8. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that when it came out. And back then, it wasn't the MCU. Back then, it was just an Iron Man movie. Yeah. And Iron Man was always a really cool superhero. He has, like, fucking mech suits. That's awesome. Me as, like, a nine-year-old's like, Dad, I want to see that. And my father said, Sure, son. And then we watched it, and I thought it was great. Like, I loved that movie when I was younger. Did you know of Iron Man before the movie? Yes, because his character made an appearance in the, the 1994 Spider-Man yes. cartoon. Dude, that's... Okay, so that's, like, the exact same story for me. Really? It's like, I, I knew who Iron Man and Tony Stark was because he showed up in the Spider-Man cartoon. And then when the movie yeah. came out, I was like, oh my god, that's great. We have a Spider-Man movie, and now we have Iron Man. And so I also went and saw it. I don't think I saw it in theaters, though. I think I saw it when it came to DVD. Hmm. I remember seeing it in theaters. Oh, an- another experience with the Iron Man character yeah. was Marvel Superheroes, which is the precursor to Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, for me, it was Ultimate Alliance. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I played Ultimate Alliance 2 a fair bit because Spider-Man was on the cover. And oh, yeah. I did not like it because I was uh, a, a very small child and I was expecting it, uh, expecting it to be like Spider-Man 2, mm. which it was horrendously not. Very different yeah. <laughs> kind of game. And you know what? I, I never beat that game, but I, I fucking tried. I tried so hard to get into that game. And that's why... I, what kind of game is that called? Like, it's like a top-down... It's like an action RPG, kind of. It's like a Diablo-like. Yeah, like, that has been the origins of me, like, not enjoying games like Diablo. And it's just been because I, I know that... <laughs> I didn't like Ultimate Alliance, even though I gave him my best shot. I might like it more these days, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You said that you played Ultimate Alliance because Spider-Man's on the cover. He's actually front and center on the cover of both games. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking knew what they were doing. So I got fucking scammed. Absolutely scammed. Uh, okay, so I, I really thought this whole introduction to the MCU thing was going to take a lot longer, but... Since we're both on the same page, let's go through the movies. Rapid fire. I'm just going to I'm going to pull up a list here of all the MCU movies. We are going to give our brief thoughts on it and then we will round it off, all right? <laughs> okay, let's uh let's see how long this is going to take. How many are there? Like 30? Too many. I'm going to do TV shows as well. Probably let's just skip the TV shows. I'll be straight up. I have not seen them. You bastard. Okay, Iron Man 2008. Last time I watched it was about like five years ago, and I remember really liking it. I still think, visually speaking, strong visual effects. Because mm-hmm. that movie still used um, a little bit of practical stuff. Like, I'm not one of those people that wanks practical effects off a lot, but the times they did have the suit there really added to it. And one of my favorite parts about the older Iron Man movies was since this was before his suit was like nano machines, we got to see every individual part. And one of my. Uh, I remember watching the behind the scenes of like the CG and them going into detail of how they made the models interact with each other to like make a convincing uh, machine. Super interesting. And I love the way it looks. I love how clunky it is. Yeah, it's it's very like thrown together almost. Yeah, like like with a pile of scraps, a box of scraps. Fuck. It's OK. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe, maybe it is pile. Tony Stark built this in a cave in a box of scraps. Is it? <sighs> you the listener leave a comment below is it box or it, pile it, it is a box of scraps okay damn 
All right. Uh, next up on the list, and I, I continually forget about this. Oh, sorry. I should give my thoughts. I loved Iron Man. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was just, they, I think they just did Tony Stark really well. Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. pretty much reinvented the character. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a great, great movie. It had some really neat themes of just like, I guess, uh, war, weaponry and whatnot. And I just, uh, the action was really good and decent memes. Good time. This one, uh, The Incredible Hulk, 2008. This was a, um, a movie. <laughs> I never saw this one. You never back, saw this one? Because back then, I uh, didn't know it was uh, all connected, right? So it was just, to me, it was just a Hulk movie. And this was before people would actively stay until the end credits to see the little teasers. Yeah, so funny enough, I never stayed for the end teasers for anything until uh, Captain America many years later. But it, so The Incredible Hulk, I actually loved that movie. I thought it was I thought it was decent enough. Yes, the CGI was really gross. Um, Hulk just like generally looked like a very poopy green in the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like an abomination didn't look great either. But it was it was fine enough as far as action goes. I'll admit I haven't watched that movie in a very long time. Did you see the two? 2003 hulk movie with the weird ass editing uh no i actually never saw that one that one's that one's a trip (laughs) i was lucky not to see it and it was it was an okay movie one part of the movie that i actually i I still think this is so funny and this isn't even that great of a joke but in the beginning of the film it shows edward norton or soon to be mark ruffalo i guess uh bruce banner trying to live a normal life in like i think it's like mexico or cuba and he's like in this factory talking to these people trying to do his job and the people are, are making fun of him they're bullying him and he's trying to speak spanish and he's like in his attempts to speak spanish which do not go well he basically says to them hey you won't like me when i'm hungry and these guys look at him and they're like hungry and they start laughing <laughs> at him more and then the hulk pops out and just kills him it was it was awesome but i just i just love the idea of you won't like me when i'm hungry i thought it was very funny the only thing i do remember about that hulk movie when i was younger was people telling me like my friends saying oh iron man's in at the end it's like no you're lying to me have you seen like, the post credit scene yeah in the post credit scene where robert downey jr shows up for like 10 seconds <laughs> yeah it's like as, as a kid you wouldn't believe that because this is like post pokemon playground rumors yeah yeah, and you start becoming real uh, skeptical of everything. Real jaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next up is Iron Man 2, 2010. Did you see that? I did see that. And what'd you think? I think it's okay. It's fine. I really like the scene where he gets shit-faced a lot, but not because it's, like, <laughs> supposed to be... Like, I guess it's supposed to be kind of a joke, but, like, it's still kind of... I, I, I think it kind of makes a joke out of an important part of that character, that being like his sort of it battle with alcoholism. Yeah. And I think that's the only movie that brings that up. I don't remember it ever coming up again in the movies. Well, I know Iron Man 3 has a big thing about like Tony's PTSD regarding the Avengers. Yeah. Which I think is is really cool. The Iron Man 2, honestly, I barely remember anything about it. I remember a guy gets twisted in half in one of the suits. Oh my like god, a- that's right. Yeah, and the hammer tech, they're trying to make their oh. own Iron Man suits. Dude. And then there's that 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 Ivan guy who's like, "Give me my bird." You remember that? Yeah, that was um, Electro Man, Whiplash. He was the actor that played him. It was like Mike My. Was it Mike Myers? It was not Mike Myers. <laughs> it was Mike Myers. I'm are you fucking uh, Austin Powers, Mike Myers? Or are you thinking of the same one? Who the fuck played? I'm gonna look this up. Who the? <laughs> His name's Whiplash. I think it's Ivan something. 
I was way off Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey, okay, yeah, yeah, Mickey Rourke. That makes yeah. It, it was M I, and I was. I guess I was thinking of fucking <laughs> Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Shrek playing I was with of the ogre. Dude. But either way, yeah, I remember uh, not a lot from that movie. Although, as a kid, I think one of the coolest things ever was that Tony had the briefcase suit. That was cool. That was super cool. And that whole set piece, really, at the uh, at the racetrack was really neat. I liked it a lot. I, I think... Okay, so do you think Iron Man 1 or 2 is better? Oh, Iron Man 1. I'm inclined to agree, yeah. Uh, okay, now we are coming up on Thor 2011. I did not see Thor when it first came out. I saw it very long after at a friend's house because Age of Ultron was coming out. So they were like watching through the movies and I happened to come over like when they were about to watch Thor. So I watched it. Uh, it's very boring, but there's this one part that never fails to make me laugh where they're at the Starbucks, I think. Yeah, or it's like some drinks- diner. Yeah, he drinks like a coffee or something. And he says, this, uh, like, get me another, and he smashes it on the ground. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's my favorite scene, possibly. That's got to be, like, top ten across the whole MCU, to be honest with you. That's a great scene. Also, that's, like, the first movie with Hawkeye in it, but he's in it for, like, two seconds. I did not remember that. Yeah, he, he was at the, uh, where S.H.I.E.L.D. set up around the hammer. I'm pretty sure he was there. Oh, my God. Also, Iron Man 2 had uh, Black Widow in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh, Iron Man 2. Yes, it did have Black Widow. You're right. Yeah, and I had John favreau like take 10 minutes to beat up one guy and then it cuts to her after like (laughs) killing multiple people i I liked thor but i don't remember much of it i should i I would say it's out of the movies thus far i don't want to say it's worse than the incredible hulk actually but yeah i wasn't wasn't huge on thor to be honest with you and i've never been huge on thor as a character Uh, i just never cared much for asgard or loki but now we're moving on to captain america the first avenger what do you think about that? I like that? this one. Yeah, same. All I right. thought I think it's a pretty it's a pretty fun movie. I like I'm one of those people that really does enjoy Captain America as a character. Yeah, sure he's a boy scout, but I like him. Yeah. I really like how a lot of this stuff in that movie gets reincorporated in other movies and it has probably one of the best endings in the MCU where he wakes up in the modern day. Yeah. Yeah, I like that part a lot. I, and I th- the last line of the movie is him uh, remorseful that everyone he knew is gone, basically. Okay, so at the end, or sorry, midway through 2012 in May, we received Marvel's Avengers. This was the first movie I remember, how do I put it? Like, when Captain America came out, or when, so I saw Iron Man 2 in theater, and I saw Captain America in theater. I can't remember if I saw Thor in theater or not. But it was always like, you know, there's there's definitely a fair number of people in there, and like, people are like, oh, Captain America, that's a cool movie. The Avengers was the, I, I swear, the first time I went to a theater, and you could like, you could taste the hype in the air. Mm-hmm. The, the Avengers was, was crazy, and I love that movie. 100% I love that movie, although I haven't seen it in a little bit. I, I I think it's n- not the best Marvel movie or even the best Avengers movie, but especially at the time, it was the best we'd seen thus far. And it was so unprecedented that you kind of have to put respect on it, you know? Yeah, it's like it really was a case of there was no movie series at that point doing something like that. Yeah. Like, sure, you had movies follow up on each other, but this was like what seemed to be a bunch of different movies that at first don't look connected at all. Then you see all the characters interacting with each other in like one big event. And and they made a big deal out of that one. Like, you know, the part of the movie where like the camera pans around all the characters. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah like that was like a huge thing at the time like oh my god this is like an ongoing story it, it was like a comic book you had all these different like issues of different characters you read and then they have the big event issues something i want to bring up about phase one because because the the avengers movie marvel's avengers is uh that is sorry marvel's the avengers marvel's avengers that's a do well, not want to talk about that <laughs> But phase one capped off with the Avengers movie. And something I really like about it is in preparation for this, I'd realized I had not seen many of the post credit scenes for a lot of these movies um, because as a kid, I just didn't know any better. And a lot of the post credit scenes were, how do I put it? So, so Iron Man, it's Nick Fury. He just comes up. He says, we're putting together a team. And then the Hulk, it's, uh, it's uh, Tony Stark saying, hey, we're putting together a team. And then, God, I literally watched all the post-credits scenes last night. I can't remember the fuck. Oh, Iron Man 2 was the Thor hammer, right? It was saying, like, now Thor's coming. And then after Thor, it was, like, putting together a team. And then after Captain America, it was putting together a team, yada, yada, right? <laughs> Notice like a trend here. And so it caps off in this movie where you don't really need a ton of context. Like, you could skip the Incredible Hulk movie and be okay to go see the Avengers. Because it's the fucking Hulk. Like, it's such a simple-ass character, right? And... Honestly, you could you could watch the Avengers movie only after seeing the characters that you liked. Yeah. I know I didn't watch Thor when it came out, and I wasn't really confused. Like, Thor was just, like, a character. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Something I noticed later on is these post-credit scenes become more and more required. And I think this hits its worst during Phase 4, but we'll get to that later. Let's start with Phase 2. Iron Man 3. What do you What do you think? I think this movie is super underrated. Yeah, I agree. I always liked Iron Man 3. I think the, the reason it's underrated, or I guess uh, I think the reason it got a lot of its shit, though, is because its main villain wasn't that... Uh... <laughs> the Mandarin twist? Oh, no, I was talking about the, the Fireman. Yeah. Yeah, I thought actually, I thought the Mandarin twist was funny as fuck. <laughs> uh, I remember people being so angry about that. Yeah, me too. I remember that on YouTube and stuff. <laughs> I really do like Iron Man 3, though. I think it... I think it does a great job at forwarding Tony Stark's character beyond just being the suit, only for it to regress to him being the suit. Like, most of that movie is him outside of his Iron Man suit, and it's, like, kind of proving himself as an individual beyond it, but then, like, the later movies kind of go back to him just being ultra-powerful guy in suit. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I didn't get that idea. I thought they just sort of regressed in that sense because, you know, they, they told the story and yada yada. I mean, things like I in Endgame... Uh, Mr. Mr. Stark figures out how to do the Mobius strip, the Morbius strip. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, like there's plenty of out of suit things that he does in those movies. You know, something I appreciate the most about phase two and three is I was watching. So I was watching a bunch of MCU videos last night in preparation, uh, not because I was procrastinating my work. And I I watched this video about every time that Tony Stark learned from his mistakes. And so things that would happen in the first two Iron Man movies would get built upon in phase two and three. So, for example, in the first movie, it took him ages to put his suit on so long in the cave, in fact, that his um, friend died when uh, his friend in the cave with the box of scraps. In Iron Man 2 and 3, you see that eventually he's able to put on the suit so much faster. And then there were things like when he uh, was stranded. Was it Iron Man 2 or 3 where he was stuck in like Alaska or something with that little kid? I think it was 3. Yeah. And so it was like he was cold and he was stranded. And so 
because of events like that, now his suits have trackers and heaters, which is shown off in Spider-Man Homecoming. Because when he gets the Stark suit, the Stark suit has a tracker and has a heater. And, and there's like a tiny scene in the movie where he's like, where Peter's like, you put a tracker in this? And he's like, yeah, I also put a heater for situations exactly like this. And Peter's like, oh, thank you. And it's like, it's just little stuff like that. It reinforces this idea that, that Tony Stark is a, is a genius. Uh, I thought Iron Man 3 was great. I didn't care much for, uh, what's his name? Like Finnegan or something? Red guy at the end? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I just don't like. I don't remember it. That's the issue. Uh, but the Mandarin. Oh, I, I remember was cool. who he was. Like he was like a guy that Tony Stark stood up. He's, so he's like syndrome. A, he's basically like syndrome. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, I thought Iron Man three was great. Thought it was a good way to to top off the the Iron Man trilogy. I really like the idea that Tony Stark genuinely got the consequences from swinging his dick around all the time and being like yeah this is my address come get me very strange that this was the last standalone iron man movie why do you think it was strange because a lot of important character moments happen in other people's movies from here on out yeah yeah i guess to jump ahead of it captain america's civil war is like equally as big of a iron man movie <laughs> i would say that captain america's civil war has more development for iron man's character than like iron man 2 there's a lot like there's a lot of focus on Tony Stark in that movie. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't even thinking that. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Thor: The Dark World. I never saw it, and thankfully I didn't because I heard it was awful. I never saw it because I also heard it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, this one's pretty cool. I like this one. I like Bucky Barnes. I think he's cool. I like how. During the final fight, he does the whole I can do this all day thing. That's a nice callback. And then he also says that I'm with you till the end of the line. Also nice callback. I thought it was a fun action movie. I did not see when it came out. I saw it on a camping trip. And I wish I did see, uh, I wish I did watch it when it came out. Because I, I, I liked it. I also did not um, see it when it first came out. But I, I, I'm kind of similar. It was like there was nothing super strong there for me. I just thought it was, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was fine enough. I think this was the mo- was this the movie that kind of disbanded Shield? Yes, because there's only one movie between this and Age of Ultron, and I think by Age of Ultron it was disbanded, right? Because they had the yeah. whole Sokovia Accords thing. Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I believe, had a post credit scene that set up my favorite character in the MCU right now, which is uh, Wanda. So, Did it? yeah. Or it didn't like set it up, but basically they, they had this guy, this like Hydra base where they had these two super heroes. Well, actually they were like, it's actually not about heroes and villains. It's about miracles, doctor and, and whatever. But they showed Wanda and uh, Mr. Boner, um, the, the, oh God, what's his, I was going to say the Flash. What's his name? Speed guy. Quicksilver. <laughs> Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Flash. Well, you're fucking right. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. I thought that was really cool. And literally since, okay, we're, we're jumping ahead, but since Age of Ultron, I've always been such a, a, a stan for Wanda. And I oh, just, you're a stan to a fault. To a fault, I am. The, yeah. When Nolan watched Wan, <laughs> Wanda. Wait, we're jumping ahead, we're jumping ahead. We'll, we'll leave it, we'll leave it. For now, let's focus on the last movie before Age of Ultron that was Guardians of the Galaxy. What'd you think about this? Um. Okay, I've never seen either of them. What? I have not seen either of those movies. Oh, they're they're really good. like I, I was about to say that I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the most fun MCU movie thus far. Like that's what I've heard. I've the heard they're really good. They've great soundtracks. James Gunn is a talented director. Yeah. I just have not watched them yet. I will watch it with you tonight. 
No lie. I Because I haven't seen volume two, but the first one was fantastic. And it was, um, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I might be wrong about this. But it seems like Guardians of the Galaxy was the first push towards an MCU that became more jokey. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was a very funny movie. It had a lot of you jokes You know, I was going to give that to Age of Ultron when we talked about it. But if you're going to say that here, then I will just give it to you for that one. You saw it in Age of Ultron too, but I think Age of Ultron still had serious moments. And of course, Guardians did as well. But Guardians of the Galaxy, if I remember correctly, was a very jokey movie. But anyways, moving on now, we're at Age of Ultron. I think it's very fine. This was the first big instance of a pushback I've seen, though. I remember people really didn't like this one. Why? Um, I think it had to do with Ultron himself. This is the first big instance of people making fun of the jokes in the MCU because they try way too hard to be funny. That's right. And Ultron was a very... Yeah, he he was a joke character. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I forgot about that. He's like he's he's like a huge threat and a very serious character and the source. And I don't mind things being changed for movies, but as long as the core is kept, like that's fine by me, but Ultron is treated kind of like a joke in this one. Yeah. Like there's this there's this line like he he throws out quips like Iron Man. Yeah. Like there was like this thing about like fighting or like I don't want to break anything, and then he just responds offhandedly, like clearly you've never made an omelet. It's like what the fuck? Like what are you talking about? Could that be a clever callback to the Iron Man presentation he did in one movie that I can't fucking remember, where he says to make an omelet you got to break some eggs or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just rem- I just remember Tony Stark and he's like, yeah, I'm paying for all of your tuitions. Go break some eggs or something like that. <laughs> Or maybe that was afterwards. I, I don't remember. But I just remember Ultron not being really well received at all. And you know what I think the other thing was? It could be that the first Avengers movie, who the fuck was the villain? It was it was Loki, then it was the aliens. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking about it, and it's like, I don't remember the first Marvel Avengers movie having uh, very good villains, or like having a very good villain. And I think maybe the reason Ultron got more flack was because th- the fan base, I guess, as a whole, had gotten over the novelty of the crossover. Mm. And I, I think the the crossover is less of a novelty even further on. Like, Civil War after, I would say no such thing as a solo movie. <laughs> yeah. So, after... Uh, Age of Ultron, we actually have Ant-Man still in Phase 2. Ant-Man was the final uh, movie in Phase 2. But I just I just wanted to cap it off by saying I think Age of Ultron had some great action, loved Vision, loved Wanda, she's mommy, and that's basically it. Yeah, like I, I think it's fine. I like how Hulk flies away in a plane and he doesn't go come back for like 10 years. <laughs> I forgot that he did that. He ends up on another planet somehow. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, so Ant-Man. Uh, didn't watch this one. What? The only thing I know about Ant-Man is the meme. What meme? You know, the, the, the subatomic thing? Oh, where, like he goes in Thanos' ass? No, oh, it's like, remember oh. the um oh. the, the, the shooting stars thing? Yes, 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 I remember, okay. Yeah, that's the only thing I know from it. Well, I, I thought Ant-Man was quite good. It was an interesting movie. Um, The only thing I didn't like about it was the ending was a little weird. It was basically, um, you know, Ant-Man has his little ant suit and whatnot. And then there's the bad guy who also has an ant suit, but it's not an ant I think it's like a a beetle. No, it was some other bug, but basically he had the same powers as Ant-Man and then they just had a really tiny fist fight (laughs) and it was really funny because there was one, they end up in, what's the guy's name? Scott? Scott, what's his last name? 
Scott Lang. They end up in Scott Lang's kid's bedroom, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're fighting on a Thomas the Train Engine. And eventually, <laughs> Ant-Man gets, like, thrown into the train engine. And in the movie, it's, like, this massive, like, boom! And it, like, gets knocked over. And then it cuts to a wide shot. And it's just the train just, like, tips a bit. <laughs> it's, it, Ant-Man had a lot of... Uh, it was very funny. It was not a Guardians of the Galaxy, like, everything's a joke. But there were... Uh, yes, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's a funny guy. Uh, and I absolutely love that uh that side character what's his name michael pena who's louis louis it's uh scott lang's friend and whenever he explains a plan he just like it goes on these rants about what's going on like it's uh i I can't explain sort of what it is but it is very funny and he adds a lot of humor to the movie he like there's one scene where he's like oh yeah my wife left me and my brother died and my dog got stolen hey but i still got my van and like he's just like one of those like very dumb but a very happy dumb guy that's quite funny Mm -hmm. and then that's the end of phase two now i want to ask you do you think phase two or phase one is better phase one had iron man hulk iron man 2 thor captain america avengers and phase two had iron man 3 thor dark world captain america 2 guardians of the galaxy avengers 2 and ant-man hmm i think phase two was better because i haven't seen guardians of the galaxy i'm gonna give it to phase one that's fair but if i did see it and if it is as good as people say it is i'd probably give it to phase two because of those two other movies i really enjoyed Mm. all right now we're getting into phase three uh phase three is and and by the way all these phases are under the subheading of the infinity saga Mm -hmm. you know the stones so phase three Captain oh, America. Oh, right. I think we should mention that. What? Wasn't at the end of Age of Ultron, the post credits scene where Thanos made his first appearance? No, I think it was after Thor 2. Or was might it? Have been, no, it might have been Guardians. No, not Guardians. He made an I'm- appearance beforehand, and then Age of Ultron was where he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. But he made an appearance before that. Oh, he made an appearance in the first Avengers. Oh, you're right. That's true. Yeah, it was. It, I was thinking of Age of Ultron where he said, the yeah, the fine, I'll do it myself. And he looked like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> He looks completely different in the first Avengers movie. Very, very purple. Like, too comic accurate. Um, okay, so phase three starts off Captain America Civil War. What did you think really about it? It really started with that. Yeah. That's a big movie to start with. Uh, just the lead up to this movie was an event for me because I knew in the back of my mind's eye that everyone's favorite friendly neighborhood Spider-Man was going to be in it. You knew he was going to be in it? I had a hunch he was going to be in it Sh- because really? I'm sitting because I was thinking Spider-Man is such a huge part of that story. There's no way they're going to exclude him. And I was hoping and praying that he would actually show up. And then at the end of that one trailer, he did. And when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to go see the movie now. And we all had everyone, everyone had the same first reaction to that trailer. Yeah. When he showed up where it's like, everyone's super excited. Like, oh, it's Spider-Man. And then they hear him say, hey, everyone is like, oh, what the fuck? They really gave him, like, the most high-pitched voice line. Like, it was very, um, I don't know. It was just... Does it sound the same in the actual movie? Because he says that line. Yes. I, I think it's... It might be... It, they might have redone it, actually. He doesn't say, hey, everyone, when he lands in the movie, but he does say it in the movie. All I know is that Spider-Man Homecoming is, like... Honestly, after Civil War, I didn't like Tom Holland. I was like, I don't know if this is the right move. Because the idea is that, you know, he's meant to be like a kid and whatnot, but Homecoming really redeemed it for me, where I was like, ah, oh, never mind, this this rules. Uh, but yeah, Civil War, that trailer, there's so much hype going into it because it's like, think about it, when you're a kid, right, 
on the cartoons, you see Iron Man and Spider-Man fighting Venom and Carnage. You're like, that's dope. And then you go to your room and you get your action figures and you're like, well, what if they fought each other? (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what this movie is. Yep. It's funny. You said you weren't feeling hot on Tom Holland after the movie. I absolutely loved him when I first saw it. Really? What'd you like about Uh, him? I thought he had a great performance, did every line really well, and... You can tell they absolutely leaned into the fan service with that movie specifically. You even had characters go, man, does this guy ever shut up? Or, oh, he's a little on the young side. Yeah. It's like they're they're trying hard to play to the audience, probably because Amazing Spider-Man 2 left a lot of people feeling mixed. Yeah, and I think that's um, something I've come to realize is that I I, I don't think I'm as much of a fan of the, like, 15-year-old Spider-Man who's, like, actually annoying. I like the... Like Spider-Man PS4, which is a older Spider-Man who is very much trying to be annoying. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't vibe with me. And I think honestly, if I watch Civil War again, I might like it more. It was clearly a diff. It is. You're right. It's different. It's like in MCU slash Civil War, he's annoying because that's just how he is. And in other adaptations, he's annoying because he knows it pisses people off. That and every adaptation we've seen of Spider-Man thus far has been adult. You could argue Amazing Spider-Man was not adult, but he was like, that was like his uh, sophomore or uh, what's the top year called? The last he's also year. barely in school in that movie. Yeah. And, and you know, he's Andrew Garfield, like he's clearly an adult. <laughs> um, and I mean, the second movie, they're like going off to college and whatnot. There's there's a lot of that. And of course, uh, Tobey Maguire is the, the first Spider-Man movie is constantly criticized for having a bunch Everyone of 30 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> playing uh, <laughs> playing high school students and in spider-man 2 and 3 he's in college and Mm -hmm. i I like that more especially now that i'm in college (laughs) so i can relate to it more oh i just remember another thing that made me get on the track that spider-man might be in the movie um in the trailers it showed like the lineup shot of both sides Mm -hmm. on iron man's side there's a clear gap between two people Ooh, it was like in the uh the no way home trailers where the lizard gets like he reacts to something that doesn't happen yeah he he gets a kick in the face from nothing yeah it's like we all know can i be honest with you there everyone's too hyper analytical of stuff now to actually do this well at ie um like perfect example would be no way home but i love the idea of editing something out oh yeah they did that in the uh infinity war trailers yeah to just like keep a um to keep certain surprises i love that i think that's great yeah civil war though uh focusing outside of spider-man i think it was a great movie um because it discussed the uh and oh god the gamers are gonna get mad at us because we're saying the p word the politics of superheroes and, and just the oh. idea of, like, who is responsible for the th- hundreds of thousands of deaths that came from Age of Ultron? Yeah, it's like the idea behind vigilante justice. It's, you, you know how Batman is a, that's a huge part of him. It's like if that was on, like, a massive scale with, like, so many other people, too. And, you know, the idea is villains wouldn't be around as much if we didn't have so many heroes. And, and or the idea of Tony Stark created this threat and even though he saved them he like at what cost mm-hmm. and then there's the debate for wanda who you know he shoots the the guy with the bomb into the air right and yeah. it kills it was a hospital that it blew up in front of and it's one of those was she right to do that you know like how can how can we expect her to know that it was a hospital and you know she like saved the people around her but the collateral damage of it was huge too yeah and it's and it's one of those how do you say which one was more 
just. And can you really blame her? I'm on the side of, uh, no, you can't blame her for that. Like she couldn't have known. And I also, here's a question for you. Are you on the side of Tony Stark or Captain America as far as the Civil War goes? Um, I'd say that at least in the context of the movies that it doesn't make the best argument for Captain America. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. They just sort of, because this whole thing mostly spawns out of him wanting to protect his friend who's also a terrorist. Yeah. It's a very selfish reason, not really, not not nearly as selfless. Well, it's like, because, like, Bucky's not, like, a, a conscious terrorist. Like, he is being manipulated to do these things. Yeah. And I can't believe we overlooked this, but this was the movie that had Black Panther. Yeah. And it has such a great origin for that character that is used in this movie and not so much his own movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the reason that I uh, didn't remember is because I, uh, a few months ago, saw Black Panther for the first time. And that movie wasn't amazing. I I wasn't super into it. Yeah. And And it's because a lot um, of people said it was really good. And I think there's certain parts of Black Panther that I really like. I really like um, Chadwick Boseman, obviously, and and, uh, the Lady Shuri, I think that's her name, in in the movie. I I, I like those characters. Didn't feel much for for Killmonger. Yeah, I I, I don't know. But I, I think... The Black Panther thing could be a, and this is something we're going to be seeing more of as we continue to go on, is I think I was getting burnt out on the MCU. I think Civil War also marked the point where they started to establish other characters in different movies in a pretty obnoxious way. Yeah. Like Black Panther's origin, like you said, it was really good. That should have been left to his own movie. Yeah. And like Spider-Man was integrated into the movie and I, I, I'm more biased towards Spider-Man. So like, obviously I felt more inclined to look over it, like overlook it. But it, when I look at it critically, it's still like, okay, these characters are now just being shoved into other movies. Well, but Spider-Man's origins weren't even talked about in his own movies, though. No, I more so mean the introduction of the character. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Like, Black Panther and Spider-Man both being introduced in the same movie is kind of a lot to take in. It actually is, yeah, that is a lot. And Spider-Man, I think it's a bit easier to defend since his inclusion was very last minute. Like, he was this close to not being in the movies to begin with. That and the Raimi and Webb movies did so well that everyone knows the origin and everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Black yeah, Panther Yeah, everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Wasn't really like I, I don't even remember seeing Black Panther cartoons growing up. Um no, I think he was he may have just been like a comic thing in in other people's shows. Yeah. And so I'm glad he was given the proper origin, I guess, but yeah. In a way it is like a smart move to put him in like a high profile movie like that because it's like they don't want to make like a movie out of a, I don't want to say an obscure character, but not like an A-lister. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But I still think it does have an impact on its overall flow where it's like, okay, now there's a lot going on. Yeah. I, I love the scene though. Um, It's like the first time we actually see like, not T'Challa, but like Black Panther and he's running across the uh, rooftops on the car. Yes. Oh my God. It's so cool. Such a cool chase and, scene. Like I didn't kill your father. Then why did you run away? Oh, that was a very good line. We already kind of talked about, um, you know, the themes for Tony Stark in the movie. Uh, I think it's good. It's a little bloated in a few areas. Tries to do a lot at once. Maybe it would have benefited for not being explicitly a Captain America movie. I don't even see it as a Captain America movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't see it as one either. It's just it. It's basically an Avengers movie with a large focus on Captain America. Yeah. Um. I also really like that Zemo tries to kill himself. Yep. I I think it, it, because. There's certain things that the um, Marvel movies have done, uh, like in Iron Man 2, when the guy like splits himself, when their uh, hammer's trying to remake all the weapons. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where you think, they're not going to do that in a, in a modern MCU movie. But having a villain who 
has felt like everything has been taken away from him. And once he gets his revenge, it's just like ready to die. That's It's dark. It's fucked up. But it's really cool to see a movie go that route, I think, especially nowadays in, in hindsight. Yeah. All right. Doctor Strange. I like this one, but it is definitely the uh, factory-made MCU movie. Yeah, I actually don't remember. (laughs) You know what? The only thing I remember in Doctor Strange is there's a scene where Steven, like, he does one of the, you know, the end of the second act. He's really angry. He's got to, like, slam everything off of a table. And so he, like, slams something off a table. And then the next shot is a wide shot of him looking out his window. And the table is, like, perfectly put back together. (laughs) That's like the only thing I remember from that movie. Doctor Strange as a character, very good one. Like in concept, I like the idea of a very arrogant, rich man being humbled by having his, I guess, career ruined yeah. through an accident. And actually... Turns to sorry, yeah. mysticism. That's cool. And I think I like Doctor Strange in this movie character-wise more than the actual movie itself. Although I do like the ending fight with, um, what's his name? Uh, Dormammu? Dormammu, yes. I, I like the visuals in the movie. Oh, yeah. Super cool visuals. Very, very uh, 70s. Yeah, but then there was just like a lot of typical MCU stuff that they kind of felt... It almost felt like an obligation, like a checkbox. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to have the funny slapstick. We got to have the, the, the quirky one-liners. And it comes off as pandering, I guess. Like, oh, we got we to gotta keep it feeling like another movie in this universe so people will see it right yeah and i kind of wish that they did like tone back on it like i think it would have been good if he was played as like the straight man instead of being like just as quippy just as funny as everyone else um i think future movies improved on that and future appearances from dr strange improved on that yeah there's other there's other scenes in other movies where he is definitely the straight man yeah and i i like that a lot and it's just like in his own movie it feels kind of weird yeah uh, i like dr strange uh fun fact it is my dad's favorite uh, MCU character. Yeah. Yeah. He loves Doctor Strange. Next up is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, once again, didn't see this one. Yeah, I didn't see it either. This was around the time when I started to get really big MCU fatigue. Yeah, I think this was around the point where I was only watching movies with characters I cared about. Because at this point, I mean, there were two movies in 2008, one in 2010, two in 11, one in 12, two in 13, two in 14, two in 15, two in 16. And now for Guardians of the Galaxy, we're in 2017. And so it's like, there was just a lot. Uh-huh. How many are in 2017? Three. Oh, so this is where it starts getting really bad. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to skip Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I've heard great things. I really want to see it, but it was one of those I just never got a chance. And then after that, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Great movie. Yeah. I think this one gets a lot of undeserved flack, personally. Yeah. Um, pe- people try to make the claim that this Peter Parker doesn't have responsibility or it doesn't grow, which I don't think is true. <laughs> this isn't a call-out to anyone specifically. It's more so something I've been seeing on like Twitter, especially. I see it a lot on YouTube. These motherfucking video essays. Talking yeah, they're allowed to... If, <laughs> they, if they don't think that this Peter is the one that they want, that's fine. But I personally see that this is a nice new take Newer take, anyways. I think my issue is that generally the, the the takes about Peter in this movie are coming from a very disingenuous place in a lot of in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah. Like I've watched video essays about like why. Um. And again, I'm not going to say anything particular. And please do not comment, being like, "Oh, are you talking about this person?" No. Uh, I've watched a lot of Homecoming videos, and a lot of them are really, really, um, like they will. <laughs> 
cherry pick examples like of the whole like for example a lot of people say oh he doesn't have any responsibility and they will completely ignore the part of the movie where he has to take responsibility and be held accountable for taking the tracker off of the suit and then not getting it and then feeling responsible for the actions of uh the vulture and going to stop him anyways even without the suit that's the like you know what i mean saying he has no responsibility it's like that's exactly what responsibility is i think also a a lower key kind of spider-man moment is when he has the chance to improve his social standing but then sees way off in the distant like a explosion Instead of upping his own social credit, he decides to go check it out. <laughs> Spider-Man in, in fucking China. Yeah. To, to boost his, his own social credit score. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, right? No, of improving I, his image. That's like huge responsibility. And that's like, a, it's exactly what Spider-Man would do. And he'd be like, well, sucks to sucks. That's that's your responsibility when, when danger calls. Truthfully, I think a lot of people just, again, this was when MCU fatigue was uh, really setting in. Now I'd say it's at its its peak, but this is when it was getting really high and people just, I, I think they just hated it because it was MCU. Like, I think there's a lot of movies coming up here that aren't bad, but people just hate it because it's the MCU. And I know, I, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying that, but I, I do genuinely believe it. But overall, I think Homecoming is great. I'm glad they skipped the origin story. We don't need it again. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting to see a take on Spider-Man where he's actually a high school and yeah there's he goes to school and he looks like it too i think i think it's really cool yeah there's just so much i love about the movie but i understand that i'm heavily biased because it's spider-man so we'll move on to thor ragnarok mcu fatigue started skipping movies this was one of them sadly i heard a lot of good things about this just didn't watch it didn't see it um black panther (laughs) didn't see it uh, I saw it, but I already kind of gave my thoughts on it. I thought it was okay. I thought the final act of the movie was kind of meh. The CGI in this movie was really dodgy, especially at the end, but I liked T'Challa a lot. And rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, then we have Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Everyone saw this. Yeah, it, it was a great movie. My only like major thought or feeling on the movie is that I love that Thanos fucking wins. I love that he wins. I love that he wins. And I love how in the final scene, he does not say anything. Yep. It would have been awful if he said like anything when looking out into the sunset, they would have ruined it. Yep. It was actually just like a, and you know, as a movie, yes, Avengers and or Avengers uh, Infinity War is is not great, but it, it was it's an event and yeah. as an event the movie's basically just one big fight scene yeah it's it's like a special like a tv special um but it's fantastic i think it was a perfect culmination of everything that we've seen so far and the part where people are disappearing it was heartbreaking i like how they played it absolutely straight there were no jokes in that scene what when people are disappearing yeah 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 i agree it, it, it could have been very easy to just like have a few yucks and they, I guess they technically do in the post credit when Nick Fury, uh, Nick Fury disappears. That's Samuel like Jackson. The you can't have film? him not say motherfucker, right? Yeah. Well, that and honestly, I think uh, it, I would not put it past Nick Fury to be like a son of a bitch, like when he starts disappearing. You know what I mean, or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Like that. Yes, it was kind of a joke, but it was also not super out of character. It wasn't like you had Thor being like shit. Uh, I, I don't know. What, what would <laughs> what would Thor say that would be out of character? Uh, he's right behind me, isn't he? Uh, they fly now yes they fly now <laughs> uh okay ant-man and the wasp um i didn't see this i know a lot of people did see it because it came out after infinity war and i think the most notable thing apart about it is the post credit scene where <laughs> they disappear 
Yeah, I, I didn't see it. Although I think the villain of Ant-Man and the Wasp, I don't know her name. I think her outfit is really, really cool. And that's it. Uh, Captain Marvel. I uh, didn't see it. Didn't see it. I, I skipped this one because there's so much bullshit going ar- around with, uh, oh, what's her name? Brie Larson. Mm. There was a lot of um, politics surrounding the movie that she started um, saying stuff like, I don't want to hear straight white guy's opinion on A Wrinkle in Time, which is, uh, I haven't seen A Wrinkle in Time, but apparently it's not made for- It's another Disney movie, I think. Apparently it's not made for straight white dudes. And, you know, I'm trying to to be nice here and say that I kind of get what she's saying. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to my dad and ask him for his thoughts on a video game because he's not a gamer. Like, he's not the target audience. But also, I'm not going to chalk up I'm not going to determine whether somebody is credible uh, to review something by uh, the color of their skin and or any sort of ethnicity, gender or whatever. I think that's uh, that's where she kind of lost me. Uh, and that is about as, as, uh, as far as I can go uh, as far as giving the benefit of the doubt goes. But because of that, I sort of just didn't see Captain Marvel because it really overshadowed the movie. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know if I really want to bother, I guess. But I've heard that the movie is actually pretty decent. I've only seen the clips that are uh, cherry picked online, the ones that are quote unquote uh, woke, which uh, I don't even know what that word means anymore. And yeah, I don't know. I- I'd be down to watch it at some point. It was just, uh, yeah, it was MCU fatigue and I just didn't didn't feel like watching it uh but then we have avengers endgame which i definitely saw yep i saw that one and like right when it came out same uh that was a great great time great experience um really did tony stark well yeah very good ending yeah very good ending i just uh can i be honest the only thing i didn't like about the movie was captain marvel and and not um for like the character but just sort of like she comes in and she just she just cleans house right just whips everyone's ass and then she just kind of gets punched, and she's like, "Out." Well, she gets punched by the power stone. Yeah, but I mean, it's like we. I still, still think it's kind of ridiculous that they introduce this ultra powerful character that can fly through space, but they don't just give her the gauntlet and have her fly away in space. Yeah, like I, I just like like a lot of tension for me is lost in that scene where she just flies straight through a ship and yeah. destroys it. That's what I mean. It's because it's like, oh, okay, well, clearly this lady could just annihilate Thanos. And she just doesn't. And it's like, oh, come on. Let's... Like, they didn't just take away the glove and just have her destroy him. I never thought about that. Oh, oh. Because there's a part where she she has the glove. Yeah, and uh, I, I love that Wanda, she gets to... Uh... <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> That's also something I don't like. I don't like how it's the, the time travel Thanos. Yeah, I guess that was a little weird. It makes somewhat sense though like i can get behind it i don't want to get into the time travel um logistics of the movie because so many people have done it before i don't care i don't know enough about time travel and it's comic book time travel i don't really care yeah it's an excuse to have a big fight where captain america can say avengers assemble and then like 300 cgi models can fight 300 other cgi models and i'm okay with that yeah i really do like that part where everyone just sort of lines up yeah and everyone has a part to play that calls back from a movie like thor because this is another thing i saw from this youtube video of uh, Tony Stark learning from his mistakes. In Iron Man 2, he gets overcharged by electricity and it like fries his suit. And so when he makes a new suit that he eventually has to fight Thor with, it's a suit that can actually conduct the electricity and then push it back out into a very powerful attack. 
And so then in Infinity or uh, in Endgame, Thor powers up his suit by striking lightning into him and then he uses that to fire at all the uh, aliens. And it's like, <laughs> just just little shit like that was done so well. We saw Rescue. I thought that was really sick. We got the instant kill mode. Instant kill mode was dope. And yeah, it was just a fantastic movie. I actually, th- there's little I have to say about it. I loved, uh, I think I loved Thanos a little bit less just because it's like, well, it's not the same one. Yeah. But I also do like the idea that they, they do. They just sort of like show up and kill him. I, I think that's cool. Uh, any any other thoughts on Endgame? Did you at all think it was too long? No. Okay. Because I don't really think that either. I just hear a lot of people say that. It's kind of torn. Like I see people say, oh, it didn't feel like three hours or, oh, this movie didn't need to be three hours. I'm part of the it didn't feel like three hours camp, I'd say. I think my biggest thing, though, is that, again, I didn't go into Endgame thinking it was a movie. It was it was like, this is like a, a TV special. Yeah, this is like the big finale, kind of. Yeah, and it really was the finale of Phase 3. I don't know why Far From Home... I guess it makes sense that it came out after, but I was kind of thinking, like, why wouldn't they start Phase 4 with Far From Home? But Far From Home is the cap-off of Phase 3, and uh, I liked it a lot. I actually think I liked it a lot more than Homecoming. Did you know people don't like this movie, like, at all? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I only found out about that a year ago. (laughs) I don't get it. I thought Um, it was great. I love Mysterio. I think they did the characters so well within this universe. Like, it's such a neat twist that they that they put on it yeah i think mysterio was great i'm glad that they had the 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 trippy visual effects scene with him yeah absolutely great for that character i i I guess the major criticism i see is that peter is kind of stupid in this movie and you know i i don't want to jump the gun or anything but uh peter was fucking dead for (laughs) four years and he comes back and people that used to be the same height as him are now like a foot taller and have full ass beards. And he's mourning the loss of basically his his first father figure since his uncle Ben died. Of course he's going to be fucking stupid. Mysterio was was playing into his grief and manipulating him. Like, I... Oh, man. People on Twitter act like they've never made a stupid fucking decision before. It's insane. I think there's like this weird cross road of people wanting a movie to be a certain way versus it actually being a certain thing there's like people who say it's bad because it's not like this but it's like that doesn't make it bad it's just not what you wanted yeah you know i understand that people don't like that iron man plays a big part in homecoming and again and far from home to an extent but i i think it's actually great i think they handled it super well and it's it's because that's more or less that was his his dad you know what i mean like for that was his father figure that was his mentor that was that was his dude you know i I can't imagine losing a a parental figure like that i'm fortunate enough that i haven't had to go through that and i can't imagine it's it's easy and so then to criticize somebody who is so distraught and has had their life so fucked up that they're willing to leave their spider-man suit at home while they go on vacation like they literally just want to disconnect from everything in their life to just have a good time to criticize that person for being stupid or wanting to again in character push the responsibility of tony stark off of him makes i don't know i feel like it makes sense yes it is it's a poor decision but like obviously i'm not saying it was the right thing to do but to say that to criticize as being unrealistic or like laughably stupid is is pretty i i think a little rude (laughs) i think a a big thing about this movie is his on his the anxiety that comes with living up to expectations yeah like people are always telling him that he's got to be the next iron man but he just can't and part of the part of his growth in that movie is learning you know the into the spider-verse thing where it's like you just got to be yourself yeah so just a leap of faith kid uh all right and that wraps up the infinity saga 
phase three. And now we are getting into phase four, Nick. We're almost there. Almost there? Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying I've only seen No Way Home. Yeah. So, okay. Black Widow. Saw it. It was fine. Uh, Shang-Chi. Actually, no. So Black Widow was so good that I fell asleep. Um, oh, nice. I saw the first half of the movie, thought it was good. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, Black Widow's sister, blonde lady, Lawrence Pugh, I think that's her name. Uh, she, she was fantastic. I, I, I really liked her in the movie. She was really good. Uh, Shang-Chi, didn't see it. Did you- yeah, I didn't see it. All right. Eternals. Then nobody saw that nope. period. No way home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. fucking No Way Home. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. No Way Home is so fresh in my mind that I can't criticize it. I still think it's fucking amazing. Uh, the fact that Tobey uh, Maguire is back on screen makes my dick rock hard to this day. A lot of recency bias, a lot of nostalgia bait, oh, yeah. but I don't care. Dude, and I'm like, I'm literally like nostalgia bait. I'm like literally hooking myself by the cheek with the nostalgia. It's not bait. It is fully like, I knew that it was going to be nostalgia bait. I'm already in the bait. fucking fishnet. Yeah. Like, uh, oh my God, I'm being served in like Gordon Ramsay's filet restaurant. <laughs> my ribs are being taken out as we speak because I'm just chewing on the bait all day. I love it. <laughs> no Way Home, I thought, yeah, it was a great movie. Had a, had a great ending. And I love oh. that they they did more with Tom Holland's character, which I liked. Yep. They put him in a position to be closer to what I guess people wanted. Yeah. Like initially, like they put him in that college role. He lives in an apartment by himself, has a shitty handmade costume. Which I now have uh, in Spider-Man PS4 because I downloaded a mod for it. Thank God that's a mod because it looks fucking sick. I think it does look sick. I can't wait for the next movie. (laughs) Basically, I've only been watching these movies now for Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. uh, Next up is Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I heard this was pretty good. I saw it. It was very good. I like how they put in Sir Patrick Stewart as... Mm. uh, Professor X. Yeah. And I saw that when he comes on screen, it plays a little chime, similar to the 90s animated series X-Men cartoon. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, they put in John... Tr- John... John Krasinski? Yeah. The guy from... The Office. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from uh, Don't Breathe. No, not Don't Breathe. It was A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Yes. Thank you. I don't know why. I was thinking it was called A Way Out, but it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the video game? Yeah, like the fucking video game. <laughs> they, they put in Mr. John Mann. They put him in as uh, Mr. Fantastic and killed him off in a very brutal way, which I saw. And that's... Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I actually loved Wanda in this movie. I'm a Wanda apologist until the day I die. I think that... Uh, yeah, you are. Let, let's talk about WandaVision because this is... Multiverse of Madness had a big problem, which is you had to watch about eight hours of television as a prerequisite. Yep. And I did not appreciate that. And you want to talk about post credit scene scenes fucking up a movie? In the first six episodes of WandaVision, there's no post credit scene. So I just started skipping the credits and going to the next episode. In the last two episodes, there's a post credit scene and I did not see them. So I went into the last episode and I'm like, what the fuck? When did this happen? And major plot points are happening in the post credits <laughs> that's not what should happen the the post credits should like you know maybe tease what's happening next like i like in iron man 2 where they just sort of tease like hey, yeah you know we found thor's hammer here that's kind of weird and yeah. that's all you have to do you don't have to say like thor fucking dies at the end of uh, iron man 2 because it happens in the post credit scene it's like that's stupid don't yeah i was just fucking mad anyways i love wandavision i think that's a great show uh while we're on the topic of it wandavision is really good for the first uh f- five episodes as uh it's a slow burn and they're trying to and you slowly figure out what 
is all going on, what the inner happenings are. And then once it's all revealed, the show just kind of ends and it's really lackluster in the, especially the last episode. But other than that, I loved it. Uh, Multiverse of Madness is really good. Uh, Wanda is still mommy and, and Wanda, they, they made her like a demon dude. They made Wanda scary as fuck in this movie. No lie. Yeah. You mentioned how you have to watch eight hours of a TV show to understand the movie. And that's, insanely true and that's not even like you know understand a little bit of context this is like major plot points built up i'm trying to think of her last appearance for like in a movie beforehand i think it was endgame yeah so if you did not watch the shows and you went from endgame watching every movie and then got to multiverse of madness yeah. you would have no idea what's going on no genuinely like i, I would say you wouldn't you wouldn't know because her motivations aren't shown the movie just assumes that you know and and so i i don't really like that Earlier on, I mentioned how what I liked about the MCU was it felt as though you were reading individual character comic books, and then Avengers felt like the big climactic event yeah. issue. But now it, it feels as though it's taking things from comic books in like the bad way. Yeah. Where it's like you gotta look at all this stuff just to see what's going on with the one character you actually care about. And from what I understand, in Doctor Strange, they're introducing a comic book staple called, I think it's an incursion, which is basically if two universes, like, collide, they get destroyed. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, really dumb, convoluted comic stuff that's, like, 100% stupid and unnecessary. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't see Doctor Strange, and if that becomes an important thing in their next big movie then you're going to be fucking lost. And so now it's like, okay, uh, I took a break from the MCU. What do I have to catch up on? Well, you got to watch Doctor Strange. Oh, but you can't watch that unless you watch eight hours of TV. Oh, and you got to watch the first episode of What If as well, because they explain the multiverse a little bit. Like, there's all this bullshit, you know? Yeah. And before they start tying in important MCU comics, like, important MCU plot details into comics, into, like, tie-in comics. Oh, jeez. I would not want that. Yeah, moving on. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Didn't watch. It got heavily memed on. Yeah. I uh, also didn't see it. Don't care for it. It was just because, honestly, I wasn't huge on the first Thor movie. I heard Ragnarok was quite good, but Love and Thunder, I just have no interest in seeing. Yeah. I heard it was, too. I heard the... F- I heard Ragnarok was also good. Um, Love and Thunder. I don't think I've seen anyone who's really liked it. People have and said that it's too jokey, which is a running thing. Yeah, theme. this is like another case of a massive pushback for Marvel stuff uh, recently. That's kind of our thoughts on the major things. We Anything we haven't mentioned, we just haven't seen. Uh, like, I haven't seen all the TV show stuff yet. What do you think about the TV show direction? I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but I don't, I don't like it. It's too much. Yeah. I don't think they should be putting in important plot details into these TV shows. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a big one. Like, um, you know, they I had that show... I think it's been like that since, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Remember that? No, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I've never seen it. I've never felt lost. I've never been like, oh, I have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get context. I was actually going to say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feels like a, a solid movie to not... Uh, or it feels like a solid show to base things off of because I haven't seen it and I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. But people have said it's good. Yeah, but I don't... I, I hate what they're doing with the shows now on disney plus so much yeah and from what i hear a lot of these shows aren't even like great because they this this is all based off of what i've heard Mm -hmm. they feel like movies that have been forced into the television format and because of that they need to stretch them out for time i kind of got that feeling from wandavision at points yeah and i appreciate that some things are getting adaptations moon knight is a very prominent example 
Oh, but then they change a lot about that character. But I'm so happy that Miss Marvel got a TV show. I know they fucked up the character, but I'm still happy regardless. <laughs> yeah. Are these going to be important to future movies? I hope not. But they no doubt are at this point. Yeah, actually, Miss Marvel has a pretty big reveal at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, won't spoil it, obviously, but... A character like Moon Knight, who's honestly super fucked up, getting like a Marvel TV show... Could have been a great idea to do something new, but it still falls back to the same formula, the same tropes. Yeah. And they kind of lessen the impact of that character by quite a bit. So what do you think is the best MCU movie then? Probably Infinity War, maybe. If we take into context everything that came before it, huge event movie. Yeah, I agree, actually. I think Infinity War. <laughs> In terms of ones I like enjoyed the most, recency bias, so No Way Home. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with that. What do you think is the worst MCU movie? Uh, the ones I saw? Probably like... I don't know, Thor. Yeah, I didn't like Thor. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happens. Maybe Incredible Hulk. He throws Hulk. a cup and it's funny. Uh, what character would you like to see in the MCU? Um, I think all of them that I are currently in is more than enough for me. I don't think we need any more. No, I want to see Venom. I want to see Venom. And I want to see... if it's I fucking see... Tom Hardy Venom. I love Tom Hardy's Venom. What do you mean? It's so it's oh. so funny. It's so, like, neat. Okay, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I, I I'm love... I'm taking my frustration out on the character from the movie itself. No, I love the movie. I, I, I think he would be... Yeah, I think Venom, sure. Why not? I but... love the idea of, like, Tom Hardy and Venom being, like, an old married couple. And, like, they, they get into like, these stupid fucking arguments. Like, imagine he shows up in the next Spider-Man movie, and there's, like, this big subplot where Venom really just wants wants to eat the shit out of peter parker to gain his powers or whatever right <laughs> to be fair nolan he was in an mcu movie for all of 10 seconds that doesn't count i mean a genuine introduction i think they're not even gonna put him in anymore no they won't um but that that was his chance they literally have him do a drive-by to drop off the, <laughs> the symbiote <laughs> Imagine this. So, like, Venom wants to eat him, but then Eddie's like, no, you can't do that as a kid. Like, you can't just eat this guy. And the the best part is, is that, like, they could have a, a solid moral discussion where it's like, Eddie's like, no, you know, he's a little kid. We can't just eat a little kid, you know? And, and we're only supposed to eat the bad guys. And then Venom's like, oh, but he looks so tasty. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You could have a cool movie idea in there. And, I mean, I was, for a long time, I wanted to see Miss Marvel in the MCU, and now she's basically in it, so I, I'll take that. I'll take a TV show. Here's the question. Is the MCU getting worse, and do we need a break? Is it getting worse? I can't say. Do we need a break? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I actually think the MCU is getting, uh, not better. Um, I think it's, like, the same general quality. It's just getting more convoluted and more saturated now we need breathing room yeah there's so much going on in this like movie franchise that's happening all the time that it feels so claustrophobic but something interesting spider-man far from home came out in 2019 and then the next movie didn't come out until two years later well that's there was stuff that was gonna happen in 2020 but it got pushed back that's what i mean we've had a two-year break and i still don't want to come back to it yeah so i'm wondering it, like are we really burnt out or do you think you and i have just grown out of mcu movies i don't think we'd grow out of change my mind i know what character i'd want to see what i want to see dr doom oh yeah that'd be sick that would be sick as long as they don't ultron him i don't like this idea that twitter has um where they want dr doom's introduction to feature music from mf doom please don't i think it's a horrible idea just as a fan of the artist like don't don't do him dirty like that um, <laughs> <laughs> just as a fan of both the characters they're they're not supposed to mix i understand mf doom took very big dr doom inspirations nobody can deny that but one you but shouldn't ask to for boil it. him down to just being 
Doctor Doom inspired is pretty disrespectful. Yes, and also to ask for that is you're asking for that to be fucked up. The, the studio's not going to do it right. They're going to fuck it up. So I'm just throwing that out there. We're, we're never going to have a end of Iron Man 1 where it plays Black Sabbath again. <laughs> that was actually a cool moment. <laughs> or actually, I like the De La Soul song at the end of uh, Far From Home. Free. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah i agree i think it's uh not getting worse it's just getting too much we need we need a solid break give people time to digest what we've seen you know take a step back maybe start missing it maybe that's what it was so i wanted to see dr strange because i was like oh i haven't seen uh, a marvel movie in a while and maybe it's because after the two-year break they came back with four movies in 2021 yeah and there are four movies slated for 2023 that's insane like i i think yeah we should just chill and final question I want to ask you, Nick. Are MCU fans annoying? I see more people making fun of MCU fans than I see actual MCU fans. I think MCU fans are... Oh, sorry, no. I think MCU fans are not annoying. I think MCU haters can shut the fuck up. Oh my god. I think the counter hype surrounding the MCU has been very obnoxious. Because it's like everyone thinks that they are the only person who doesn't like the MCU. <laughs> it, it is like It's their whole personality. I, yeah, I'm not like other boys. I don't like the MCU. It's like so fucking what? It's like okay, it's not for you. That's fine. Like look, I I have no problem if you don't like the MCU because I think I'm in a similar boat. I'm burnt out on it. I don't really I think it's cool. You know, I'm very happy when nerd shit becomes mainstream but i'm really not a fan of this whole like anti-mcu thing where it's like no actually all the movies suck there's never been a good mcu movie and like blah 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 i don't i don't fuck with that i don't know i think yeah it's one of those like it's their entire personality to not like the mcu yeah and you know what i'm gonna make it my entire personality to not like you guys (laughs) put that in your pipe and smoke it l plus ratio plus your white and i think that's actually yeah that's it now we have our closing thoughts I'll tell you my closing thoughts. I'm thirsty as fuck. We've been recording now for an hour and 45 minutes. I don't got nothing left to say on this. Yeah, um, my closing thought is in the notes that Nolan wrote out for this episode, it says thoughts on all the movies and in brackets, rapid fire. <laughs> and I think we ended up having a lot more to say about some of these than... Uh... That's because there's like 50 fucking movies. <laughs> there's so many. How many are there? Um... Because I said 30 at the start. Really? They don't have like a number? All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 21, 22, oh. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. And Black Panther releasing in November will be 30. Oh my God. Was I right? You were, you were. Do you count that? Do you count that? Either I'm off by one or I'm right. I think because it's been announced, I I would say I'd count it. Like there's a trailer out for for it, I believe. And it comes out in like two months. Yeah. So I'd say you're right. Let's go. That's, that's That's a fucking awesome guess. (laughs) But that's, that's too much. I don't want that. That that is a lot of film. There's a lot of content and that's not even counting the TV shows. Fuck those TV shows, dude. I'm not watching them. I'll watch Moon Knight and I'll watch Miss Marvel. Well, and then I guess I've seen everything except Captain America, so I guess I'll watch that too. Son of a bitch, this is how they get you. So they get you. They put it on Disney Plus, so it's like you're watching fucking Lion King, the old one, and then it says, "Hey, do you want to watch? You want to watch Moon Knight?" Hey, you know what? A, a great Marvel show I've been watching that's not MCU has uh, been Daredevil. I've said this before. Me and Mel have been watching Daredevil. And we love it. We're did you know they're making a another season of that for Disney Plus? They're probably gonna fuck it up. So I want to finish it before uh, 
the new season comes out. But I like it a lot. I'm still on the first season. I think I'm like episode 8 or 9 out of 10. Great show. I haven't seen uh, Daredevil, but I hear it's pretty good. It does the character so well. And and Matt Murdock is a fucking hunk in that in that show. No lie. <laughs> yeah, the most tragic part about that character being blind is he can't look at himself in the mirror. Truly, feast for the eyes. Did you ever see the uh, 2005 Daredevil movie? Yeah. Yeah, actually, that was one of the first superhero movies I uh, saw growing up outside of Spider-Man. Was that your first exposure to Daredevil? No, I think... Or was it the 90s show? I think it was the like 90s the, show. Yeah, because that's how I knew about Daredevil, was because of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, and I, that movie was uh, something else. I, I don't ever want to watch it again. It is peak 2000s edge. The only thing I want to see is that I really like the costume in that movie, and I want to see... Because <laughs> Daredevil in the show... I'm on episode 9. Each episode is an hour long, and he's still not in like any sort of like leather suit he's still using the blood the black bandana yeah you know i i appreciate what's going on here but can you like come on put the fucking suit on (laughs) it's like they're afraid like they're embarrassed by it like you know how x-men had the thing where it's like oh what do you think we're gonna run around yellow tights like yes (laughs) put them on please no but like the daredevil suit was never embarrassing it was a great like it looks cool and i think what they're doing is they're trying to keep it like gritty and realistic and i i don't know and and i like the the idea of you know he's just running around in some athletic wear and a bandana like that's cool but there's points where i'm like come on just whip out the red leather (laughs) just give it to me you know well thank you for uh joining us everyone it's been a pleasure. Apologies for the uh, lateness uh, of this episode. Hopefully we'll have a new episode out in a week or two. Uh, the next one will feature Mr. Adam Oziak of Channel Oziak. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And that episode is going to be one that I think Nick is looking forward to because we are going to talk about Persona. Yeah, we're going to talk about my proverbial ball and chain. Thank you all for uh, listening and we'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye.